0: Hi everyone, this is Catching Up with the Nerds with your hosts, Tom and JC, and a special guest, Sarah, today. Uh, this is a podcast about two dads that are catching up on all the nerdy stuff we missed, sharing how we pass on our nerdy passions to our kids, and deep diving into ner- nerd pop culture to make it more accessible for you, our listener. Welcome back, everyone. This is episode two of our mini-series around anime. In the first uh, episode, we talked about the first anime any anyone, anyone of us watched. Uh, we got some really nice uh, conversation around Dragon Ball Z uh, or Dragon Ball Z uh, and we've got a, an awesome conversation around Sailor Moon which really made my day uh, and then we've, we talked about Messenger Z as well, uh, and the the nerdy origins of that. Uh, So now for this episode today, uh, we're back with our special guest, Sarah, and then of course, our other half of the pod, Tom's in the house. Uh, Mm -hmm. We'll be picking up where we left off uh, to talk about the first anime that made us kind of like lifelong um, aficionados of anime that we love and and continue to to geek out about. So we'll start with our guest. uh, Sarah, what's the first anime that really got you into the genre?
1: Back in 2002, trying to paint a picture where the internet's not really kind of I mean very few people are using it on a daily basis um anime was kind of just what you found on television so as I said before Sailor Moon, Tenchi, Car Captors normally what you've heard about anime was from other people what we'll say about Japan or just from your your parents or just what you find in magazines etc but in 2002 on the sci-fi channel in the UK they had a presenter-led show called Psycho Exciting um led by um someone by Sarah Backhouse um, and it was actually a two-hour sort of presenter-led show that talked about Japanese culture, um, it talked about music, the movies that were at the time, so the show introduced me to the likes of Battle Royale and The Ring. Um, it also uh, talked about the language and it also had two anime series, one was Eon, Neon Genesis Evangelion and the other one was Martian successor Nadesico and those are the two that pretty much blew my mind back then because they were kind of like the first sort of adult animation. I mean, obviously we have adult animation now. We have South Park, we've got like King on the Hill, but I think even to this day, a lot of people see animation as for kids. I think that's why, you know, when, when they have things that come over from Japan, they edit it heavily because they wanted to advertise more towards kids. But these two were not edited. They were kept as they are. They were, so Neon Genesis Evangelion is a mecha show, a genre that um, JC touched upon last time. It's about a boy named Shinji, who's set in the future, um, like a post-apocalyptic future where angels, which are these giant beings are basically wiped out. Um, caused course, second impact and wiped out a lot of the world. Um, but Sinji is a 15-year-old who's been dragged into this and has been forced to pilot pilot an Ava, which is a giant robot. And there's a few others are surrounding him, um, other kids his age who have also got to pilot these robots, because only boys or girls at 15 have can pilot them. And the reason it was so huge back then, it was not just the fact it was um, mecha anime. It sort of redefined what a mecha um, giant robot could look like. And it it was a show because the, um, the creator... Um, the creator of the original show. My mind's gone blank and I really should know this. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Apparently, while he was in production of this, he was um, suffering from very heavy depression. So during the show, he was kind of exploring the different aspects of um, depression, anxiety, self-loathing. It was kind of like all the different, so Shinji, Ray, and Asuka, all represented the id, ego, and super-ego and it kind of explores that kind of thing. And the, the soundtrack was amazing. Animation was like nothing we had seen before. It was just so different and unique. And to this day, it's still like one of the biggest franchises in Japan. They're still making movies from it. it actually meant to come out two weeks ago and it got delayed due to, unfortunately due to COVID. Um, yeah. And the other show, Martian Success Nadesico, which is not as big in terms of popularity, but it was still very different. It was a comedy sci-fi slash mecha show set in the future where there's this crew of misfits. Um, you've got a chef, you've got some um, a random uh, uh, woman who just wants to be a uh, captain of a current crew. Um, you've got other people who just sort of thrown into the spaceship and they have to go around this um, the space and just basically just do various missions. And this is a comedy, it was very different kind of comedy um, from obviously Japan and English have very different um, terms of sense of humor. So seeing it, uh, that from a different point of view and you know, translating to English, it was, and again, the animation was very different and the, you had the big robots was something I'd never seen before in my entire life. So those two shows just made me like, right, this is what anime is and I want to know more. And I, I remember recording every single episode on a tape and and giving, giving it to my friends in school, saying you have to watch this, and then I made them fans, and then we kind of all talked about it, and then like been we're still talking about it to this day. We're still big fans of it. So, so they th- so that sh- show Psycho Exciting only ran for about a year, and I don't know where the people who made it are now. I think one of them actually uh, went on to write Neo Magazine, which is a mag- anime-based magazine in the UK. But if you happen to be listening, thank you very much. I'm sure me and a bunch of other people you made into lifelong anime fans.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. So. With with this one, Tom, have have you watched any of these?
2: No, none of them. I I know the only one I know of just from the name is Neon Genesis Evangelion. I mean, uh, um, which which sort of always been on my radar and on, on the you know my, on my to watch list, but I've never really got got around to it. Um, so maybe maybe I will, um, you know, after listening to Sarah. But it's it's just I'm just I'm just a bit curious about are they are they more geared towards um, the um, sort of adult audience? Or is it? Is kind of can I watch that with the kids, or is that is that something? Um, it's
1: not really kids. No, I think it was aimed more for like pre, um, teen boys um at the time. But because the characters are so, you know, I think it got it got, got attention from a lot, a lot a lot of white past that. But it's not really kids show because mm. they're not really swim, but it's quite it is quite fun. And obviously, you know, um, the angels are these massive mammoth sort of aliens that come down, and each as as what. I remember one review from way back ago saying, call cool, this show, it's like one of the very best Monster Week animes ever. And it does feel okay. like every angel's got like a very unique design in a way that they have to combat it. And every, even even though you, you know, when you're these this time of shows, you know the heroes gonna come out on top at the end, but it's because each episode's got a different atmosphere and they have to tackle the angels in a different, different way. You feel really engrossed in the tension and the action in each episode, even though you know they're gonna come out on top eventually, but you, the way they do it each time is completely different um and also the uh, like i said the angels designs are very, very unique and there's been a lot of people that have tried to copy that look since then evangelion has had a huge impact on the mecha genre as a whole yeah. so you could after this and if you watch mecca that like, come out after this you could say oh that came from evangelion all that was inspired by that and just yeah i think that it's not really for really young it's more like teen onwards
2: so it's not it's not really due to graphic graphic violence well you know when I mean like like Fist of the North Star like we mentioned last episode it's it's, it's not sort of graphic well there are,
1: there are exploding aliens in the very first episode but obviously sure. it's alien so not you wouldn't see it I think it's more gra- I think because obviously like I said it deals a lot with um, things of depression and such it gets quite heavy especially in the latter half of the series so it wouldn't be really for the very very young audience
2: yeah, uh, never one would be watching that we live with Louis. and you know, big robots, <laughs> dip, depressed robots. <laughs> oh, but
0: that that's actually a very interesting distinction to make, right? It's like, what, where do we draw a line or like, it's uh, kid-friendly. So for example, if we were to take something like uh, My Hero Academia, as like the baseline, and say, let's say that My Hero Academia, we feel is kid, and just argument's sake, we feel it's kid friendly from like twelve years onwards, uh, from twelve year olds and on, right? So I think both of our kids, which are, are about to be twelve years old, yeah. um, have watched it. Uh, do you feel this lies? Uh, it's it's more. It would be more problematic than in My Hero Academia, or on par, or less so. Um, I think that yeah, because
1: I think. The thing we need to keep in consideration is that obviously things like My Hero Academia, that obviously, that's in Son and Jump, isn't it? That's the yeah. where the original magazine, it's published, it's for that demographic. Whereas Correct. Evangelion, I believe, yeah, it started originally as an anime and it became a manga, but it was more oh. like, like I said, it, it started, it was aged higher up. Yeah. Um, But things like that, even though the main characters are only 15, it's, it's kind of more, yeah, the older side of the scenes. Because okay. of the, the the subject matters yeah. and stuff like that, so I think it's sometimes even though like and in things like other series that you could say like Sailor Moon you could say was more for t- um, for t- uh, for children, but mm-hmm. I know in, in in Japan they have different rules for what obviously in the yeah. West yeah. what they yeah. can uh, for kids. So I know in Japan they're not worried about showing. You know yeah. kids are about you know semi-naked or whatever and they're transforming obviously they can turn to clothes whereas over here it's been like no 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 nakedness no no, mm-hmm. never so mm-hmm. it's kind of that what it depends on what is originally the demographic and also what yeah. you you know can or cannot allow basically
0: yeah uh, th- so, th- th- that's exactly what I wanted to get to which is like anime is is often thought of as its own genre and really it's a medium Right, it's just a way of telling different stories, and I think a lot of people that associate like anime always like is it's like slightly a little bit dirty, slightly a little too violent. Like there's always this, always these assumptions, and all these shows are like so different. In that sense right it's like there's always like some shows might have like uh like content that's like in in that's that's too violent in nature in terms of your points like like blood everywhere body parts like they really dig into that side of things right um whereas other ones is like it's a little probably too like if you haven't had your your conversation with the kids about like the birds and the bees there might be some stuff in there that that maybe like you don't want necessarily them to be exposed to yet before having the conversation um and then the other one that i find interesting is like right now what you mentioned is like mental health conversations mm-hmm. that's where i'm like I, I i tend to dig into that side of things a bit more because i feel that if anything when you said that immediately i'm like oh i actually want to watch it with my kid together
2: yeah.
0: because then we might actually have a good conversation about what's what's going on in the show and and maybe it's not a case of leaving them to his own devices or her own devices to to, to watch it uh, but watching it together actually could lead to something really interesting a really good conversation
2: Hmm. oh that's right that's right there's there's a lot of that you know it depends where you want to get out you know if you want your kid just to be in front of something that it's just fun for the fun you know the sake of it then that's that you can you you you'll get something from the anime world that will you know the, you'll you'll just enjoy for what it is um and you know it's like, again i'm going to talk about dragon ball but you see you see the evolution of what you were saying it's like the first few episodes there's a lot of you know underwear um, on screen and stuff like that but then that gradually no actually abruptly disappears from season 2 or 3 of Dragon Ball so it's just not there anymore Um, and then it goes into more extreme violence and that also sort of fades out um, towards the end like you, you see less graphic things happening on screen from Dragon Ball but obviously it doesn't evolve past anything you know it's just fighting and and Get, it's pretty much the same story storyline over and over again but um i'm yet to see dragon ball talk about mental health i don't think that's a topic they'll get into anytime soon uh, but you're certainly right in saying that you know depending on what you're looking for there's a bit of everything in well, there's a lot of everything in the anime world um and i think especially in mental health one is it's really interesting if you want it's a very difficult discussion to get into different different very hard topic to get into especially with your kids right it's, it's already hard enough to try and discuss it with your other half or somebody at work or you know your family and it's it's it's, it's a good way to engage your kids into thinking about it and express uh, how they feel um, if that's something you can get through anime then you know that's a bonus to me
1: yeah I think for context when I first saw Evangelion I was I think I was 12 or 13 and obviously a lot of that was not just something completely new that I'm not experienced to, but also a lot of it went over my head because obviously when you're young, you're not mm. entirely up- and like sure not what yep. what it all is about exactly. and what the tr- thing is trying to say. Yep. And when it came out, in ne- when they brought out, even basically there was a huge period where you couldn't watch it or buy it anywhere, but now it's on Netflix. they brought it on Netflix, um, not last year, year before with a whole new dub. And re-watching it as an, an adult, I, f- I found a lot more the nuance to it and I, f- I found a more respect for it. I mean, I'm not saying it's a perfect sort of... Mm. Like I said, the the original creator was very deep into depression, and it kind of comes out a lot in his work. In the and at the end, um, it's got a very infamous ending because the basically the company ran out of budget, and they had to do the last two episodes on like pencil drawings. So and then and then they got the budget to do a movie, which is when they got the proper ending. Um, so and then that's, and that's what kind of like you know made it one of the biggest things ever. Um, And now when he's redone, he's redone it with his new movies and he's kind of, obviously he's older, he knows more about himself and his condition and now he's kind of telling the same story but in a different new you know a new filter over it I suppose yep. um, but yeah so watching it as an adult I think I have appreciate a lot more and also I remember when this first came out a lot of people used to say that Shinji the main character was a loser he's whiny and oh everyone sort of hated him but nowadays I, when I re-watched it it was hard, like no he's got legit reasons for being you know not wanting to be there being a bit you know depressed he's got you know <laughs> He's been forced to drive a giant robot, and like you know, he's putting his life on the line every day. I think he's entitled to be a bit upset every now and then.
2: It's Not even paid. It's not even being paid.
1: Exactly. Not. It's not paid or any compensation. No. Just getting the robot stingy.
0: It's like there's no robot union. Like there's no, no. benefits. Like there's no robot NHS. And, and life just sucks for this guy.
2: No healthcare. Definitely not healthcare.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no robot pension. <laughs> <laughs> uh no so so that that's actually i i, I want to come back to a point, a point you brought up right now which is like there's been movies remade in the last few years for anybody getting into it would you recommend going back to the original show or starting with the movies
1: no i would recommend going to the original show the movies are kind of although the first one is like pretty much a shot for shot new hd of the first few episodes but since then they deviate quite a bit but it, i think you appreciate it more if you knew where it came from in japan they have a if, whenever a series gets big, they have a ha- um, they do this quite often with um, big franchises. They would, ma- if it's a something's a TV series, they will make a movie that recaps the TV series, and then either do another movie that gives it a new ending or that gives it a sequel um it's very common it's kind of like i suppose with us whenever something like a tv show gets big we uh, even though the the series wraps up quite nicely in like Mm -hmm. two or three seasons we keep it going because obviously generates you know the audience and the money so in japan whenever a series ends they tend to do movie um versions so for even going on because it's so easily seen on netflix you can it's it's on the biggest platform obviously in the west so it's right there you can watch it anytime it's got the original series and the original films, which were meant to be the proper ending. So the new movies that still be made today, make that the last thing you watch, but yeah, the original series or Netflix is ready to go. So.
2: All right.
0: Uh, okay, so I think that that kind of wraps up the, the first part. So should we move on to Tom? Uh, Tom, what is the anime that got you into this? If you say Dragon Ball, there might be problems here. <sighs>
2: It's okay, gone. Uh, what we said before, Dragon Ball Tourette.
1: Dragon Ball Z. A code <laughs> name, Dragon Doll Z.
2: Dragon
0: Dragon uh, Doll Z. Or actually, let's halfway through this episode. Let's make this a, a, a drinking game. Uh, so every time Tom says Dragon Ball Z, you got to take a drink of whatever yeah, Dragon you're having, Ball Z,
2: whether, then. Um,
0: whether it's uh, water, tea, or otherwise. Like, you got to take it, a drink. Out. So no it's,
2: it's not a big surprise right because they, as i mentioned before my my my, uh, my anime knowledge is very much limited to what i first discovered and what i first yeah. fell in love with which was dragon ball yeah. shot so the the <laughs> um so this is not really a surprise it's like the first thing i actually got into and Religiously sat in front of the TV and we sat Saturday and Sunday morning to watch something for about half an hour was Dragon Ball shot, and um, you know that's it's enjoy, and um, you know so (laughs) just just to sum it up Dragon Ball Z is it's picking up five years after yeah dude you're (laughs) killing me here (laughs) (laughs) trying to be nice okay uh, um, it's picking up five years after the end of DB. Uh, where <laughs> I can't go through this you're going to be drinking all day long um, so obviously in Dragon Ball you're following um, the, the main character whose name is Goku and he's a child and, and you know he's saving the world on multiple occasions batting, fighting baddies as usual like you do in most um, hero stories in Dragon Ball Z Um <laughs> Goku is now uh, an adult and he's married and he's got a kid, um, Gohan. And so now you see all the process between the two of them, um, the son learning the skills of how to be a fighter and how to be even stronger than his dad and fight all of the other baddies. There you go. That's, that's Dragon Ball Z um, summed up in less than a minute. Uh, obviously, it goes for about 500 million years. It never stops. Um, people who die are never really dead because even when they're dead, they come back. Just um, like
1: in the comic books,
2: yeah. <laughs> so you you can go on forever and ever and ever and never stop. Uh, I think that was it. Yeah, and then I think I put on my list. I put um, Sailor Moon, but uh, which uh, was a surprise. No, I to want JC. to hear your
1: thoughts, Sailor Moon, and especially no. obviously you would have watched it in France, but in you, I mean, just... so
2: yes, Sailor Moon. Like we, I think we said in previous episode, is is the first country outside of the, of Japan where it got aired outside of Japan was France, uh, back in ninety four. And um, that was a, a massive hit. like it, it, it rivaled Dragon Ball. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it's hard to carry on. Um, and when that made it to like when you made it on air, it is it, this massive thing, which as Sarah explained, is like it's it's now you've seen girls fighting. they are in a group with other girls, and it's a different vibe to. Um, other series watched just male centric now it's 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 girls doing it too they're saving the world they have powers they look they look awesome so I saw that and I was you know remember I was 13 you know when you go through different things at 13 I was like wow that's my first experience of um, the Japanese culture that is surrounding girls there and women in general you know in Japan you see like like again Sarah was mentioning like short skirts and body parts and stuff and you're like, oh wow, that's that's interesting. But I actually got into the story. With like, I, like I watched every single episode that was on TV, and really got into it. I was like, okay, that's that's really cool. I like the fight scenes. I like everything around it. I like the characters. I like the storyline. Um, but then I stopped at the end of the first season or the first story arc, I think. Um, and or was it the, maybe maybe it was the second? I think that 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 period for me was a bit. Um, I think I get confused when you look back at it. You remember bits of it. But I think the, the, when I watched it, the last episode was the main character dying and then she was brought back to life or something like that. Um,
0: Spoiler! People, thank
2: you for say, anybody. If you
1: talk if you're talking about the manga, that happens quite a few times.
2: <laughs> all right. well, it's, it's the only the the, the the one time I saw it, and she she's dead, and then she comes back to life. That like all the friends are, are bringing her back to life, something like that. Um, and I remember, and I remember that I, I watched it. And I was like, I was feeling down for a couple of days. Like even though she died, but she came back. I was like, oh my god, that's the end of it. But I never really got back into it. So That was um, the
1: end of the first season. Yeah. So
2: that was the first season, right? And I, the thing is, at that time, I, I think it was. A weird time where I, I was watching TV a little bit, but not as much as I used to, because I got into video games heavily around that, that that period of my life. So it's it's sort of the with Dragon Ball uh, Sailor Moon is the <laughs> other thing I I, um, I got, but just for that one season. But that one season was intense.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, first of all, uh, my bladder really doesn't want you to say Dragon Ball anymore. <laughs> <love>
1: your <myself>. uh, <laughs> uh, bopping breaks in now. <laughs>
0: Um, uh, but once again, inquiring minds want to know, yep. um, we've talked a lot about Sailor Moon, but for me, I, I never watched it, but I am very, very aware of like the iconic visuals of it. I can't go to a single Comic-Con route. Someone dressed up as, as, as Sailor yep. Moon. Um, and, and for me, like the two questions I've got is like a, a total newbie to it. It's like, what, why are they, Where are all their names based around planets? And what's the actual, like, like plot, like, like, w- what is the objective of the Sailor Mooners?
2: <laughs> What's the objective? <laughs> oh, God, I don't remember this. Was fans that fans was that cringy? Too? Sorry.
1: <laughs> no, I just say like Sailor Moon sounds like it's a fan club, like all the fans name themselves. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think, um, I think the, the,
2: the names related to the to the um, well, obviously, like Luna is is is. Uh, Is the moon right? So that's the I think they're related to what planet the other powers there's linked to the planet, something I can't remember. Sarah, yeah.
1: So obviously, I think I briefed on this in the previous one. So Mm -hmm. obviously, Usaga or Serenity, if you grew up with the original English dub, she's a normal ordinary school girl. She then bumps into a talking cat who says, You're actually Sailor Moon, you're meant to save the world, um, Mm -hmm. you've got special powers, and then she transforms into Sailor Moon based. Um, I out the woods, um Sailor uh Moon Princess Makeup or Moon Prism Makeup, depending on the season. Yep. And and then first of all, it just starts off as just her, and then she eventually bumps into makes new friends. Um, and they all named her like Sailor Mercury, Mars, Jupiter, yeah. Venus. It starts with just five, and then after the third season, more of the, the Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, and Saturn um are introduced. Um, I suppose this goes I suppose this goes into spoilers, but the backstory is that Usagi's actually a reincarnation of a princess of the moon. This is based on folklore from Japanese culture. Um, so you can read up, as, as you can read up on it in Wikipedia. But so she was originally a princess and her kingdom got destroyed several thousand years ago. And she's been reincarnated as Sailor Moon to save the world from the very evil that destroyed her home several thousand years ago. So that's why they named other planets because each girl actually is a princess of that respective planet. Um, so yeah, and they all got um, obviously like Mercury, she's powers are based on water. Jupiter bows are based on wind electricity so each of them have got like several um the unique set of powers and transformations and color scheme so you'll find lots of compilations online of the different transformations of across the different um series and just seeing all the animation is going to make it all look very nice and sparkly so yeah and and the big did that answer your question or just ramble? yeah no
0: no (laughs) no, totally no that makes sense and who's the big bad like is, is is there a big big bad
1: yeah, it's, it's changed for each season. So in the very first one, Sparrow, she was the original evil that destroyed, obviously, the home several thousand years ago. And then each season's a new evil that rises up, um, that um they- um, but in the original English dub, they try to make it sound it as all one big bad. They call them the negaverse, which sounds cringy to say it now. <laughs> but mm. yeah, it's, th- it's the same thing. Like um, yeah. they, they they all in one negaverse. No one died. They just disappeared or went to the nega Negraver- Negra realm or whatever it was. <laughs> just yeah. all these weird changes. It's just weird in, in a, a day and age when obviously back then we had you know Bambi <laughs> and like happily saying, "Oh, yeah, the mother's dead." Whereas in TV shows, even like Yu-Gi-Oh, which came out. In two thousand, it's like no, they just went to the, the dark realm. They didn't. No one died. They're just over there somewhere. <laughs> just hide the fact that actually people got killed.
2: <laughs> yeah, it gets me back every time. Yeah, we'll, they'll come back when we need them. You know.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, cool. No, so so definitely. Like, where where can people find Sailor Moon? Is it in? Uh, is it streaming or is it get it by DVDs um, or Crunchyroll? Unfortunately,
1: Roll? Um, in the, if you're in the UK, and very unfortunately um, when they released the two first two seasons dubbed it did quite poorly um in sales so it's never been made available on dvd or blu-ray in the uk at all um, i know they've released i think they've released the whole series now in the us um, and i've been very tempted to import it <laughs> um it, it and also you can't watch it streamed i think he's um yeah again some it's all Blocked or whatever it is, the only way Mm -hmm. you can see um, experience Sailor Moon in the UK is via the manga, which I've got the whole collection Mm -hmm. on my bookshelf, and -hmm. they've just released new collector's editions, which are these huge sort of A4 books with these beautiful covers. So, um, yeah, the manga and the anime stories, uh, there's a lot of very similar plot points, but um, there's a lot of details between that quite different. So. Yeah, they, it's, and it's also a prequel cool Sailor V, which is also a manga form available in the UK. So, and I would actually recommend for kids, for uh, especially Sailor V, that which they're slightly younger demographic. So, if you've got little girls at home who want to get into this, Sailor V and Sailor Moon are actually really great entry points.
0: <laughs> I, I was looking at a Crunchyroll right now, um, and Crunchyroll has Sailor Moon Crystal. Uh, yes. streaming Yeah.
1: So, um, about two, three, no, it's three, four years ago. They actually redid it. They did a whole, um, a new anime that's supposed to be closer to the manga Sailor Moon Crystal. So that one is probably the only way you can watch it. But unfortunately, it's not. They're really close to the manga, but it's very mixed reception. They kind of like one of the reasons why the original so beloved because they had a Suppose you know, Thomas, you all know about it in Dragon Ball. There's loads of filler, (laughs) but filler's not always bad. Sometimes filler's really good at developing characters, building relationships, allowing them to sort of express their powers and getting to know the characters more. Whereas the manga, when you read it, it's very fast-paced, but I think when you read something, you don't mind that so much. But when you watch it, watching it goes fast, it's very different. It feels a bit jarring, like, oh now we're moving to the next point. I think that's the problem with Sailor Moon Crystal. It just went so fast. It doesn't have the same magic to it, I don't think. Sure. So, I mean, I, I did quite enjoy it. Um, I, And I know there's a new, there's a Sailor Moon Moon film that came out in Japan very recently. That's meant to be the third third season, yes, fourth season, sorry. So it's still, again, it's a franchise that so just keeps on going and there's lows. You can even buy some I remember seeing some like bus passes Sailor Moon bus passes in HMV like a year or so ago. So I know they do sell like wheelie yeah. merchandise here, but you can't actually buy it here, which is very bizarre.
2: Oh, can't watch it, but you can buy stuff. Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you go down to the comic con and oh my god, it's like yeah. you can yeah. buy Sailor Moon everything. Yeah. Well, um... it's because
1: it's very simple design to like costumes to do because obviously it's based on like the Sailor um, Fuku outfit from Japan, like the schoolgirl yeah. outfit. So it's very simple to do, Um and it's very popular for a reason. So yeah. It, it's a shame. It's a, I really hope they bring it in the UK soon, but okay, well, I assume they it's should. available very um, readily in, Japan, in um, France, though.
2: Still, yeah. Yeah, it still is a, a big thing. So I'd, uh, it, uh, you, you won't have the same issue with accessing it. Um, not sure about the rest.
0: Just real quick, last one. You said that yep. the Sailor Moon uh, 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 a version to, for younger girls was Sailor Moon V. Is that one called Code Name Sailor V?
1: Yeah, so that's actually a prequel. So the original creator... At first started the series Sailor V, and okay. she that was going to be adapted to an anime. But then she adapted the story, not just one girl, but for a team of five girls, which is what became Sailor Moon. Mm. So say, Sailor, Sailor V, Sailor V, is actually the template, I suppose uh, you can call it, okay, and yeah. that character in there actually then becomes Sailor Venus in the main show. So that's a great little um, intro to it. Then you go straight into Sailor Moon. and um, But yeah, but I think I love, I've got like I got all of them on bookshelf. I think it's a great series and I love them. So yeah, I definitely recommend it for younger girls if you want to get into manga.
0: Okay, so awesome. So that was Sailor Moon. So moving on to the last kind of recommendation of the day, uh, it's the anime that got me kind of deep into the genre when I first actually realized it was anime. Uh, so in my case, it actually wasn't a series. It was a movie. Uh, it is Vampire Hunter D. And once again, my, my introduction to anime has very much been based around access. So this is when we started getting a, in, the, in Honduras a U.S. channel called TBS, which is Turner Broadcasting System, or or something. Uh, it, but basically, it's it's a it's a a, a channel that thrived on reruns. Uh, It had like the Brady Bunch and I love Lucy and like uh, cartoons uh, like that he'd watched a million times. That's all they did. But for some reason in the middle afternoon, sometimes they would drop an anime randomly. um, And this is one of the ones they dropped. So Vampire Hunter D, have you guys watched this movie? Yep. Yep. And the for
1: Bloodlust. Both very good films.
0: Yeah. So so that's the thing it's like it, the 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 movies to me just felt so different at the time from anything I'd watched like so messenger z which which was my previous experience um very much was like episodic it was like big bad guy of the week and stuff like that and i just see it as it as just like a sitcom in that sense um mm-hmm. with vampire hunter d it was like a full on like developed plot there was clearly like a lot of world building that went into it um and so so for everyone at home the 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 basically the idea behind Vi- vampire Hunter D is uh take Blade pretty much and drop him into like a super fantastical world. So the 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 maker of the movie Vampire Hunter D is actually the same guy that wrote it, uh wrote Fists of the North Star as well. Yep. So there's definitely a lot of similarities there that and you can come across very clearly in terms of one, like the violets for sure. Uh it's very similar to to what happens in Fists of the North Star.
1: It's exploding, uh, it, more bitey, um, more vampire bitey, Obviously,
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And, uh, but but even like when when the monsters are destroyed, it's like very like 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 Lovecraftian monsters. Mm-hmm. Like it's nothing like anything you've seen before. Like it felt very fantastical. And and that's the thing what kind of drew me into it. Where it's like it didn't look like anything else that I was seeing on TV. There's no robots, anything like that. Um, and uh, and so it's a the to long story short around kind of the actual plot is like this guy is half vampire, half human. He's, they call him a a dampier. Uh, because it basically has, like, but equal sides. So he can walk around during the day. He doesn't have the same kind of, like, aversion like a, a to, like, mm. like the usual cross and stuff like that. Um, and uh, But at the same time, he has all the vampire abilities. So he becomes a vampire hunter. Uh, there is this woman that starts off, like, as a hunter herself, uh, but then uh, loses her ability to protect herself uh, by by a werewolf attacking her and ripping off the cross from her neck. Um, at that point, then, like, the big Bad, which in this guy, in this colour in this case, is called Count Lee. Uh, Count Lee bites her, uh, so at this point, she's now worried that she's going to become a vampire. So she hires D. Uh, who's vampire, D, vampire Hunter D, but in the movie they call him D all the time, uh, hires him to go take out the big bad guy, Count uh, Lee. Uh, he's like, you're gonna go kill him because if you kill him, I don't become a vampire and that's good for all of us. Uh, so off we go. This this movie and hence the movies that it spawned after is like uh, vampire, uh, vampire Hunter D, Bloodlust. I think there's some other like spinoff, uh, spin-off whether it be like small shows or movies that came mm-hmm. off of that as well. Um, they are all based on novels, because usually we talked about most of these are based on manga and this is actually based on a series of novels. And the novels like Vampire Hunter D or D has been walk around for literally thousands of years. And all that's left is vampires and just like all these other like weird kind of like uh, a species of, of animals and stuff. So uh, uh, the last thing I would say about the plot, this is, is super fun, is that uh, is somewhere in like I think the first quarter of the movie, he uh, uh, a D gets his hand chopped off, uh, his left hand, um, and the hand like grows a mouth and starts talking to him, and <laughs> <laughs> the mo- the. Most hilarious thing because the math kind of like like stands in as like his kind of like conscious, but like his like bad conscious to a certain degree. Um, and is always trying to manipulate him to do something, and it just like hops around with him. It's the most bonkers thing, but it works super well. It, it doesn't make the movie set like seem stupid or silly. It's like it works super well in the context of like this big back dark hero, the usual like man of few words, and then he's yeah. trying to like rescue heroin. Heron falls in love with him, but obviously romance is doomed in somewhere other because he's a vampire and she's trying not to be. Uh, and that's not really gonna work. Um, but uh big, big fights involved. but the main thing is like the the, the animation. like I just thought that it was so cool. It's like, so dark and gothic and like everything has like lines that go on forever sort of thing it's like everything's super long and pointy like like d has like these shoulders that are like broader than any human being should Mm. ever have to have with a torso this like the size of like a nickel it's just super like everything's so out of proportion but they make it work so well within this world uh, and that, that was kind of like one that, that got me hooked where I started to realize like, wait, this is something different. So I understand what anime was and started to actively look for it and, and, and try to check it out. So yeah.
2: That sounds yeah, actually, actually mad.
1: I actually rewatched Bloodlust a couple of years ago and they don't explain the hand that you kind of expect to know where the hand thing came from. And then when he just randomly starts talking, I was like, wait a minute, when did this happen? What? Oh, <laughs> yes, I remember. Now. It took me a little while to think, wait a minute, why is his hand talking? <laughs> but yeah, I, um, yeah. If, if you just Google images of Vampire Hunter D, you can tell the very gothic style and it's very unique and eye-catching and it's just very, yeah. If, you're, if you love the, your gothic horror and your vampires, this is definitely one to check out.
0: Yep, 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 for sure. And and with this one, to me, what was became kind of interesting is I was looking back on it, I started thinking about right, so there's this whole vampire thing. And and as I was I was re-watching a, a bit of it, and actually, and this is the thing for, for both of my recommendations for both Messenger Z and, and this, you can watch the entire movie on YouTube. And same with Massenger, it's got most of the episodes on YouTube for free. Uh, but you can watch the entire movie and then for free on this one. And one of the things that kind of like got me is how much I started thinking about Blade. As I was, I was rewatching it, um, and about like B- Blade's internal dilemma of like like becoming part of the human race versus not becoming part of, of, of the vampire race, uh, but being kind of stuck in between. Like all those themes come up, and I was looking back at like when when Blade was published, like really B- Blade was published in the seventies, um, but not in its current form as we know Blade. It was he was a bit of a side character. And, and, and really, like, just playing upon, upon like, the 70s, like, black exploitation genre. At the end of the day, that, that was really kind of the play that they made for Blade back in those days. Uh, but really, Blade didn't show up, like, as we know him until the 90s. So as I was looking, I'm like super curious. I wonder how much this movie influenced it because it touches all like that really is one of the core themes of the movie is like being a damper, where you're not one race or another and what that means for you. Right. In terms of like your, your urges to become part. And, th- and that very much is at the heart of the story where it's like D is constantly fighting the urge to bite the girl that hired him, Um throughout the whole story and 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 that's something that i think this carried forward in the novels quite a bit about him just fighting the urge to want to actually just succumb to being a vampire
2: that's what so, i'm watching tonight this is well <laughs> <watching tonight.
0: laughs> yeah I, I figured this would be right up your alley top. if i'm honest yeah. um and uh and just about the the last thing on it is that uh in in terms of like this one caught me because it's definitely rated r um, and I would say it's an R for violence, for sure. In the same way, The Fist of North Star, like people are getting like dismembered and you can see like all sorts of organs flying around everywhere. So would you
1: let your children watch it? That's I <laughs> am what- <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm
0: debating because Aiden has actually asked me about this one. and, um, And I think that with, I would watch it with him. Uh, is this where I would start? Would go like to like start your anime journey? Start here? No, you don't have to start here. I think it's more like I, I would say for like as an adult, I think this is a great place to start. With kids, there's so much, so much more you can start with. It's not this. Mm-hmm. So, so I was like, I wouldn't totally not recommend it for kids, especially if your kids have like, if 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 you have a mindset of like, my kids have a tolerance or understanding what violence actually means in the real world, and they know the difference between that and this. Like, I think it'll be okay, uh, but. I wouldn't call it a, a jumping-off point.
2: And as uh, a an entry point, is. you probably wouldn't be. Yeah, you don't. You don't want to start with that. Maybe try something yeah. less bitey. Yeah. You know? Yes,
0: um, and, and there's like one scene, like one scene where it gets awkward between them in a way yeah. that it's not that it gets graphic. It's like the 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 mood of the scene between the the woman and D. Mm. You'd have to explain to somebody what's happening. Like you'd have to explain to a kid what's right. happening between them, and it, so to your to your point earlier, was like I think it would just go over their head if I'm honest, uh, hmm. because the scene is it, it's somewhat nuanced, um, and then the rest is just like the blood and gore, and it's like if you're cool with that, then go for it. So, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, okay, sounds uh, sounds like I'm not starting immediately on that.
0: awesome uh so guys this brings us to the end of the episode we've got some awesome recommendations uh anything ranging from uh the 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 the, the neon evangelist uh
1: Neon Genesis Evangelion. Neon Genesis always a
0: like that one I would <laughs> say is like for people trying to to get into it I think it's a very accessible jumping off point because it, it doesn't have like a million seasons it's on Netflix it's okay. awesome design like it's just super 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 cool if you're looking into for making like a proper investment Dragon Ball Z uh, uh would would be the 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 way to go if you really want to get into like one of the 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 the, the old time uh mm-hmm. most kind of like known franchises uh and that's then if you it. want to get into like uh, yeah Hexine classic franchises and then if you want to get into kind of like a, a small movie that kind of shows you like how how far the genre can be pushed within the medium of anime uh or you want to get into something that's more like a little dark and fantasy based like check out vampire hunter d uh
2: but i think that's all we got for this week
0: tom you want to you want to lead us out
2: Oh, that's it that's it thank you everyone you see that was a weird accent um thanks everyone for listening uh thanks for the thanks to the 300 plus subscribers on instagram we we're getting there now uh and thank you to everyone who's been watching listening and sharing our content we'll catch you in the next episode isn't it
0: Yep. Look out for episode three, and a special thank you to Sarah's family for patiently waiting outside of the cold while we could while we do this.
2: <laughs> no Shout outs!
1: Don't worry, I've already got a nice hot lasagna waiting for them. <laughs> nice, nice. <Payout. laughs> all uh,
2: right, everyone. See you all in the next one.
0: We'll do it again next week. Bye, guys.